Welcome to episode 27 of the True Shoots Podcast with me, Dan Aquino. Let's talk about All-Star Weekend, man. We do this every single year. Everyone loses their mind over the competitiveness of the All-Star game and how boring All-Star Saturday is. It's been this way for like 20 years. It's like everyone, at least on the internet, uh, goes into this expecting something that we literally will never get. So let's get into it. Let's let's really break down what's wrong with the All-Star Weekend. How can we improve it? Is there a way to even improve this? Uh, let's start on Friday. We got the Rising Stars game, and we also have the Celebrity Game. Now, Celebrity Game is always fun. It's nice to see whatever celebrities uh, pop out to play in the game. We had some NFL players. We had Kai Sinat, a famous streamer. Uh, that was fun. You know, that was cool. So let's now get to the Rising Stars competition. I don't love the format of the Rising Stars competition. Uh, I kind of liked it when it was just rookie versus sophomores, but I understand why that was changed because you had the similar issues that we will talk about in the All-Star game. How you just got these guys going through the motions, just kind of playing, having fun. This kind, this you know format kind of ensures a little competition because you split... Uh, all these guys up, all these first and second year players, and this time some G League players into five man squads, and they go up against each other in a tournament style. Shout out to the G League squad. They came in, they played hard, they knocked out Victor Wembanyama's squad uh, in the first round of this kind of tournament thing. And it was a really good night of basketball. It was good to see a lot of the young guys, especially guys in the G League, who a lot of casual NBA players probably don't know. Uh, so I, I enjoyed Friday night overall. I think I would just rather the rookie versus sophomores. I kind of thought that was fun. Uh, but uh, no complaints uh, with Friday night. If we go over to Saturday night, that's where I think a lot of the complaints uh, come from fans. Because the skills competition sucks. It kind of does. Uh, again, I liked the old format. Maybe that's just me, uh, where they just had the one course, simple course with the bounce pass, the chest pass, the layup, the three point shot. Uh, and they had one person go at a time. Now they're doing this team thing, um, where they have teams of three kind of in a relay style. Uh, the Pacers had a squad of Halliburton, Matherin, and Turner. They're the ones who ended up winning this. And Victor Wimanyama and Anthony Edwards and Paolo Moncaro, they were like the number one overall picks, their squad. And then the other one was the All-Stars, Scotty Barnes, Tyrese Maxey, Trey Young. They've all been All-Stars in their career, Scotty Barnes and Tyrese Maxey, All-Stars, obviously, this season. Uh... The main problem is they don't really care. I mean, that's obviously, I think that's the main theme when you look at all these uh, events that go over on All-Star Weekend. If the players don't give great effort, you know, the competition comes off very lackadaisical. It doesn't really, uh, it's not entertaining and it's not exciting. And I think that is a problem going around All-Star Weekend right now. Uh but if you're going to do teams, if you're not going to do just, you know, in the past, we had just basically guards doing this because a lot of this competition is guard abilities, guard skills. Uh, but now, you know, the NBA has evolved. We have bigs that can do this now, too. I think if you're going to do teams, have a team of guards, have a team of bigs and have them go head to head. And I think that would be fun uh, to see if a team uh, if a team of bigs can get this done or if a team of guards obviously could get it done. Uh, but shout out to the Pacer squad of Halliburton, Matherin, and Turner. You know, they actually took it seriously, and that's why they ended up winning uh, the skills competition. After the skills competition, we got the three-point contest. Now, the three-point contest has become the marquee event 
of All-Star Weekend. It used to be the dunk contest and in times it used to be the All-Star game. Now it's the three-point contest because we get the best three-point shooters in the league and you can't really half-ass a three-point contest. You're just shooting the ball. Uh, and we saw some great performances. A lot of guys, I think four guys scored 26 in their first round. So we had a bunch of tiebreakers. Uh, ultimately, Damian Lillard was the one to win the contest for the second year in a row. After that, we had the highly anticipated three-point matchup between Sabrina Unescu and Stephen Curry. I mean, I was so excited for this, as were a lot of people, and it lived up to the excitement. I mean, Sabrina went first, shooting from the three-point, the NBA three-point line, scored a 26, which would have got her to the finals if she had been in the regular three-point contest, FYI. And then Steph Curry comes out, obviously being the greatest shooter ever. Tops it with a 29, but it was exciting. Everyone loved it, except for Kenny Smith, apparently, who couldn't help but just point out that Sabrina should have shot from the WNBA three-point line. He's getting a lot of necessary flack for the things he said, and Reggie Miller, good job for him, trying to reel him back, trying to check him. Uh, over the over the broadcast, I don't know why why he felt this why he felt this way to say these things. Uh, that was not the point of this contest. The point of this contest was to show kids, fans, people, just whoever's watching this, that you know what these WNBA players are legit. They are legit professional athletes who are very skilled. I mean, this was awesome. It was awesome, and I love this aspect of you know, this new thing that they're doing. I want to see them do something similar next season, uh, whether they have Sabrina and Stephen Curry come back or they bring Dame into this because, you know, he's won two straight three-point contests. He's one of the best three-point shooters of all time, and we don't really talk about him the same way in terms of three-point shooting with Curry, but he's also one of those type of guys. Or maybe bring in Clay, have the Splash Brothers, have Sabrina bring a teammate or someone else in WNBA who's a really good shooter. Like, Make this a thing. Showcase the WNBA during the NBA's biggest weekend, biggest event of the year. I think it would do great for not only the growth of the NBA, but also for the growth of the WNBA and women's basketball in general. Women's basketball is in a boom right now. Uh, if you don't know, Caitlin Clark is the biggest attraction in basketball right now, and she plays in college at Iowa. Like, she just beat the all-time scoring record in uh, NCAA Division One for the for the women's. That's a really big deal. She is the biggest attraction. She will possibly be in the WNBA next year. That is something the NBA, I think, could really capitalize on. And it just be a really beneficial and positive thing that the, the NBA can do. And kudos to both of them doing this. They really had nothing to gain, but a lot to lose doing this. If Sabrina... Uh, shot poorly everyone would you know kind of shit on women's sports and women's basketball if Steph lost he could maybe get some jokes I don't think he would because who cares you know at the end of the day so we know who Steph Curry is uh, but they had a lot to lose doing this and they did it anyway they both said that they were nervous which shows that they really cared about this and took it seriously I think this was just a really great thing the NBA did one of the biggest highlights of the weekend now let's get to the all-star game because I know a lot of people you know I hate the think pieces every all-star weekend I really do like at the end of the day all-star weekend is a success for the NBA because they make a, a bunch of money 
and you know they got all these sponsors that they have for this event and stuff like that but from the fan perspective it's really failing and i think that's what most people's gripe is you've heard all uh these past two days since the event how many people hated the all-star game you know for one i actually enjoy the all-star game i you know surprise surprise i really do because you know it's the league's best players on the court all at the same time and i understand what i'm gonna get like the all-star game has been this way for the vast majority of the past 20 years like it has not been a really competitive game in a long time there's certain years obviously there that there are exceptions 2022 when it was in cleveland was pretty competitive the 2020 game which was um you know the first after kobe's death and they did that new format with the target scores and stuff that was competitive i don't know why they got rid of that style because it seemed to except for last season where it was kind of still pretty bad it kind of ensured that you know at least at the end of the quarters and in the fourth quarter they played some defense with this regular style going back to east west it's kind of just all up to the players which is why i don't understand why people are so angry about this I get we want a great game, we want them to be competitive, but there's nothing to gain for these players playing in this game. And there's a lot to lose. There is the possibility that they can get hurt. Everyone brings up, oh, no one's gotten really badly hurt in the All-Star game. Kobe broke his nose one time, but that didn't, I don't think, kept him out for any significant amount of time. But if you think back 10 years ago, 2014, the Olympics, they're having a blue-white scrimmage. Paul George breaks his leg in a scrimmage exhibition game just for fans. It was for fun. Breaks his leg. Who knows what could have happened to his career. Luckily, he was able to recover, come back, and he's had a great career since then. But something like that, even as freak as it sounds, that is something that's in the back of these players' minds. And it's changed the All-Star game since then. Before that, the All-Star game had been a little competitive, especially in the fourth quarter. It was always kind of just, you know, going through the motions the first three quarters. It always has been. And then the fourth quarter, if it's close, they're going to play some defense. But ever since then, and because of just the trend of the game as well, trending to a lot more threes, less mid-range, less post-up guys, just more perimeter shots, this game has become just kind of a three-point shootout and a, and a dunk line and an uncontest what do you do to fix that i don't know if there is a real fix that you can put into this game everyone's saying put an incentive maybe money these guys are the top earners in the league these all-stars i don't think money as 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 much as they probably would like it because who wouldn't want more money right they put more they put money as the prize of the in-season tournament and guys went hard for that but i don't know if putting money uh, for these players to play for would actually increase it because if they're going to get the money anyway for winning or losing it's just more money at the end of the day what else what other incentives can you put on this game everyone's bringing up the make it so that the winner the winning conference gets home court in the nba finals and everyone's referencing oh baseball did this baseball got rid of this rule because everyone hated the rule it was bad it's crazy to have something as important as home court in the nba finals decided by an exhibition game in february so what do you do what can you do i think the only real answer is the players just have to take it upon themselves to say you know what let's try 
Let's try a little bit. We're not asking for game seven of the NBA Finals, <laughs> you know, level defense, but just, you know, what you would do in the summer when they play at the Rico Hines or they play at the UCLA uh, runs or when they play in the Drew League, you know, just just play a little defense. You know, I understand. They want to have fun, and I think that's, you know, part of the problem they're having fun doing this you know there's a lot of obligations these players have over the weekend you know this is supposed to be a break for them it's a break for the vast majority of the league but since they're good at their <laughs> since they're good at their job they have to work extra during their break imagine how you would feel you know you work for a company you're really good at that company you're one of their top uh, earners one of their top workers and they decide you know we're gonna have a week break where there's no work and because you're good at your job, you still have to work during that week and you have to do all these extra things that you probably don't want to do. You want to take the break. You want to, you know, spend time with your family, go on vacation, do all these things. So I think we have to understand that perspective as well. You know, sure, there may be some entitlement from these players, but there's definitely a fan entitlement here, too. They're still human. You know, at the end of the day, they may not want to do this all the time especially guys that have been here multiple times i know it's the honor and the privilege to be an all-star and it's definitely special that first time maybe that second time but for guys the older guys kevin durant curry lebron guys of that ilk even tatum who's been here i think five times it probably gets old i can't you gotta you gotta think about this it probably gets a little old you know, and it becomes a lot more of a chore than it does, you know, something they really want to do. Now, what do you do with that mindset? I don't know. What do you like? How is there a fix to this? There's been reports that, you know, former players are going to the locker room, Iguodala, Bird, uh, Irving, uh, Dr. J, that they were going and trying to, you know, trying to make sure that this was a competitive game. And what we got wasn't a competitive game. It was They shot 163 threes or 68 threes, 168. Just a ridiculous number. Uh, the East All-Stars scored over 200 points. That was the first time that ever happened. Uh, so it's obviously a bad look for the NBA right now. This is their biggest opportunity post-Super Bowl to get everyone to tune into the NBA and tune into the home stretch of the NBA season as we head into the playoffs over the next few months, this was not a good All-Star weekend. It just wasn't. I don't think having it in Indianapolis helped. You know, they booed Damian Lillard when he won the three-point contest. They booed Giannis, and they were booing guys because obviously they're Indiana Pacer fans, and they wanted to see Halliburton win the MVP in the All-Star game. They wanted, uh, you know, they're still showing their fandom um, towards their rivals, which are the Bucks right now. Uh, for this season and you don't get a lot of you know the uh, pop culture you know figures pop out to this Indianapolis uh, for the all-star game you know when you have this in a bigger city and I'm not trying to say have this only have this in big markets but I think there is a difference when the all-star game is in New York or in LA or maybe in Houston or Atlanta uh, or in like Miami, I think there's a difference when you have it in those places and then when you have it in Cleveland or you have it in uh, Utah or someplace like that, I think there is a difference there. So there's a lot of things going on uh, with this. But I think there's another thing that I want to get to about this. I think there's there's a, a, a larger issue here uh, than just saying the All-Star game is, is not great and that All-Star weekend is you know, not as entertaining as it used to be, or at least we think it used to be. 
the NBA has a really big problem with how the national media is allowed to cover the sport. The NBA is covered unlike any other of the major sports in America, in which it is allowed and openly encouraged to demean, belittle, and basically just trash everything about the league. That has become the NBA discourse. Everything is putting someone down to uplift someone else or just uh, just continuing to say that this is not as good as it used to be. We have to let go of the nostalgia. I understand that to a lot of these people who cover the league, you know, they came up uh, during maybe the 80s or the 90s or early 2000s. Let go of your perception of what the NBA should be and accept what it is. Now, accepting what it is doesn't mean you don't try to fix it. It doesn't mean you just love it blindly, but stop constantly comparing it to a previous iteration of the league. Like, I don't understand why we do this. A lot of it has to do with the LeBron MJ stuff that we, instead of just putting LeBron versus MJ, we've taken the entire league as a whole and compared it to what it was in the 90s. The NBA is different now than it was in the 90s. Barely anybody shot threes in the 90s. All the bigs uh, were prominent in the league in the 90s. We got some prominent bigs now, but they're different bigs. They're not just going down to the block and posting up every possession. Like, the league is different. We have to work with this league, try to encourage it, by also trying to uplift it and trying to get better. Constantly trashing it. The players see this. They understand. They have made everything in this league look bad compared to how it used to be they've made everything in this league meaningless unless you win a title at the end and that's all product of the lebron mj debate it's an entire product of that because we spent 20 years running a hate campaign against lebron james because he dared to be as great as michael jordan everything he does is under a microscope and we've applied that to to basically the entire league we've said nothing matters winning an mvp doesn't matter unless you win in the playoffs We've said that about Joel Embiid. We've said it. We've said it. Jason Tatum, earlier this week, said that he doesn't get MVP consideration because of his performance in the finals. I think that's true. That media members look at how he performed in the finals. He, di he didn't play badly, but he didn't play great either. In a finals that his team was up 2-1. to one. He didn't play well enough to win the series, and they hold that against him. I 100% believe that. Because that's how the media works. That's how we work. That's how fans view the, view the league. Nothing matters unless you win in the finals or win in the playoffs consistently. And that is a really big problem. The players have followed suit. It, follow, it, it makes sense why they load manage. Because why am I killing myself to play 82 games and then I break down at the end and then you're going to blame me for not playing well in the playoffs? Why would I do that? It makes sense why the All-Star game is no longer as great. Because, I mean, when have we really given any weight to the All-Star game? It's weird all of a sudden everyone gets super outraged about the All-Star game. It's never been that big of a deal. It's never been that big of, you know, it's nothing we talk about past this weekend. I understand it's slow right now. There's no NFL. Baseball is just starting, you know, spring training soon. And the NBA is in a break. There's no games. So we have to kind of make up stuff to say. But, like, it was never this big of a thing. Like, the All-Star game is fun. It's supposed to be fun. And now, if you if it, you think it's not fun, I get that. I understand that, but I do think there's a lot of people that maybe do enjoy it. I enjoyed it. 
But does that mean it's perfect? No, of course not. But I think we just have to, you know, maintain perspective. This is just a fun game that's meaningless at the end of the day. There's no meaning to this game. It's just a fun thing that the NBA does. And now they used to play hard, and that's just how it was back then. It was just a different mentality, a different league. But you can't force it on a new generation just because that's what you want. Now, if they're unhappy about it, which by the quotes, it sounds like they are, but I mean, they're the ones out there at the end of the day. If they're unhappy about it, they will change it. But I don't understand why every year people who hate the All-Star game continue to watch it just so they could get on the internet and be mad about it. I mean, like, what are you doing? Do you like the NBA or not? Like, if you don't like the All-Star game, why are you watching it? If I didn't like it, I wouldn't watch it. I like it. I watched the entire thing, start to finish. I smiled. It was it was a fun moment. Luca, you know, trying to throw himself an alley oop and he got stuffed by the rim. That was funny. Anthony Edwards and Cat, you know, trying to get each other to shoot a shot. Cat was going off. Cat showed all his skills, trying to remind everyone that you know he's still a really elite player. Curry with his crazy shooting. Damian Lillard hit two half court shots. Jalen Brown, even you know after his embarrassing performance in the dunk contest, showed trying to show everyone he's still an elite player. LeBron in his 20th appearance in the All-Star game. I skipped over this earlier, so I got to get back to it. I didn't talk about the dunk contest. The dunk contest is dead. It's dead. It's over. Uh, it's not because of what happened this weekend. It's not because Jalen Brown's bad dunks. It's not because uh, G Leaguer won it for the second year in a row. Um, all respect to Mac McClung. He's a crazy dunker. He has been since high school. Uh, that's not why it's dead. It's dead because uh, it's... Outside of a couple a couple years, in its entirety, has never been great. It never has been. The first couple years of its inception, it was great. You had guys do it. Dr. J, obviously. Jordan, Dominique. You had guys do it. And then once you got into the 90s, prominent players stopped doing it. I know the, the popular narrative is that all of a sudden now All-Stars don't do it. All-Stars have never done it for the vast majority of these contests. Think of the best all uh the best dunk contest in memory. Vince Carter obviously is one, but previous to that there was there was no prominent dunk contest since Michael Jordan and Dominique and that was in the late 80s. There was no great dunk contest in the 90s. They sucked. They had to change the format every year. Even Kobe even after he won it there was no dunk contest in 98 because no one wanted to do it. Like this is not a new thing. The media makes it seem like this is new and they're blaming LeBron for it as if that makes any sense. I understand the sentiment. You know, you wanted, we wanted LeBron to do the dunk contest 15 years ago in his athletic prime. We wanted that. Everyone wanted that. And, you know, he kind of made it worse by that year. He said he was going to do it the next year, and then he ended up not doing it. I understand. But there's a lot of reasons why he didn't do it. He didn't do it, one, because he has nothing to gain by doing it. You know, he has nothing to gain by doing it. He really doesn't. You could say he does, but he didn't. He was held to, he's held to a different standard. No one would have cared if he won the dunk contest. They would have said, of course he won it. But if he lost, we would have literally hold it against him for his entire career. Like we do every little failure he's had. Everything he's ever done, we hold against him. There was no reason for him to do it. And if you really want to know what the dunk contest would look like when he did it, 
look at his high school one. He didn't do anything spectacular. He didn't. And the dunk contest now, you have to literally jump through flaming hoops. You have to do something ridiculous to even get a 50. And that is why the dunk contest is dead. Because no one, after Aaron Gordon was robbed for doing dunks that no one ever seen, no one wants to do it anymore. And I don't know why we. it's always all all-stars don't do it. As if there's a plethora of all-stars that are ridiculous dunkers. Edwards, okay, that's one. He doesn't do creative dunks, but he's a good dunker, okay. John Morant can jump really high. He could probably do some creative dunks. Zion does not jump as high as he did in Duke. Everyone has that image of Zion being this crazy dunker. He doesn't jump as high as he did at Duke. I bet there's a lot of dunks that he may have done in high school and at Duke that he can't do anymore because just his, you know, what he is physically now. Other than those three guys, who else do you want? That's an all-star. That's a great dunker. There isn't one. We just saw this weekend. Jalen Brown's an all-star. He did the dunk contest, and everyone crapped on his performance. It was a bad performance. Don't get me wrong. But that's exactly... It's funny, like, you're like, oh, why don't All-Stars do it? We want All-Stars to do it. Then All-Star just did it, and you shredded him alive for it. <laughs> why would I do it? If I'm an All-Star, and all I can do is, you know, some nice dunks, I'm not, you know, I'm not putting it through my legs, I'm not putting it behind my back, I'm not putting it under my legs, you know, I'm not doing something crazy, I'm not doing a 720 dunk. Like, if I can't do none of those things, you're not going to win the contest. And what value is it having All-Stars in the dunk contest uh, if they can't even do those dunks that would give them a winning performance? I actually have here All-Stars in the dunk contest. Since it's all of a sudden this new revelation uh, that All-Stars don't do the dunk contest. Uh, so, obviously, the first couple of years of the dunk contest, you had uh, Julius Irving, Dr. J do it. Then you had Jordan uh going against Drexler and Wilkins. That was in, uh, in Dominique. That was in 88. Obviously, that was big. Um, but then in 1991, down all the way to 1998, there was not a single all-star that did this dunk contest. Sean Kemp did it. I don't believe he was an all-star this season. He did it, but he's been an all-star in his career. Not a single one did it for almost 10 straight seasons. And like I mentioned earlier, it was so bad in 97, which was the one Colby won, uh, that they didn't have it in 98. And then they didn't have it again in 99 because of the lockout. So this uh, notion that All-Stars, like, used to do it and don't do it anymore is false. 2000, obviously, you had Vince Carter and Jerry Stackhouse do it. That's obviously one of the most uh, famous dunk contests. But after that, for five straight years, we had just Steve Francis be the only All-Star to do it. Stoudemire did it in 2005. Uh, no one in 2006. We had a few years with Dwight Howard, but those aren't just prominent because of Dwight Howard, but also because of Nate Robinson and him being 5'9", beating Dwight Howard in a dunk contest. That's why we remember that. Uh, 2011, Blake Griffin did it. He won, obviously, but if you look back at the dunk contest, it wasn't anything special. He did jump over uh, the hood of the car, which was cool, but he just did a two-hand dunk. wasn't anything crazy. 2014, do you remember the 2014 dunk contest? Probably not. John Wall, Paul George, and Damian Lillard all did it. John Wall ended up winning. But is, is it memorable? Is it a memorable All-Star game? No, it's not. I don't remember that dunk contest. I was 15 years old. I don't remember it. But John Wall won. It was a, I guess, good dunk contest, right? Then we had Drummond in 2016, DeAndre Jordan in 2017, Victor Oladipo in 2018, and then we haven't had one uh, since then until this season we had Jalen Brown. So what is it issue? But it's been an issue 
uh, for the entirety of the contest, and that's and that's why you've seen so many different iterations, so many different formats. They for a couple years they spun a wheel uh, to decide what dunk you had to do. Yeah, go during the summer. NBA TV shows the dunk contest of previously. They sh they go through all of them. They start from the inception and they literally a day through a day or two. They'll show every single good dunk contest in history. W one day, just sit and watch them like I did as a kid. I sat and watched a lot of dunk contests as a kid. A lot of them sucked. Like the Jason Richardson ones were good. Obviously Vince Carter. Uh, obviously the Jordan and Dominique ones were great. Um. And obviously the Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine ones were great, but look, that's probably one of the best dunk contests we've ever got. Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine were not all-stars. Zach Levine eventually was an all-star, I think, twice. But Aaron Gordon's never been an all-star. They weren't all-stars that season. It has nothing to do with whether all-stars do it or not. Sure, it'll make it'll get you to sit down and watch it, but it doesn't ensure that we'll have a great dunk contest. You need guys who can do the dunks that people want to see. And that's really, really difficult. There's not a lot of guys in the NBA that can dunk like that. You know, do, going through the legs and, and behind the back and doing just crazy stuff in the air. Not a lot of guys. So it takes a ridiculous amount of creativity. And that's the difficulty and why the All-Stars don't bother doing it. And there's just nothing to gain from doing it. If they win it, cool. Like, it's nothing we look back on. It's nothing that we, you know, give them super credit for. We don't give them credit for anything anymore. Unless they win the title at the end of the season. And that's become one of the major issues in how we cover the NBA. And why all the discourse uh, surrounding the NBA is always so negative and so toxic. Uh, we just constantly tear down players for not living up to the expectations that we put on them arbitrarily. I mean, is there a way to fix All-Star Weekend? I don't think so. I don't think there's a way to fix it. Unless the, the players are just going to have to fix it themselves. Gonna have to, they're going to have to take it upon themselves. Or you go the Pro Bowl route and you just completely scrap the game altogether and replace it with something else. I've heard people talk about a 1v1 tournament. I highly doubt uh, the top players in the league would subject themselves to losing uh one-on-one to a player on national television i mean who knows it just it's just not good for the brand <laughs> but I, obviously that'd be really fun if they did it if they did like a three-on-three -three tournament maybe a two-on-two -two tournament something different possibly that's what we're gonna have to look for something different uh because as it is right now it's not gonna work now i'm interested to see maybe because of all the outrage and all the negative attention it's gotten this year if it flips next year but if it's good next year there's no guarantee it'll be good the year after that or year after that um, uh, you know, that's, but that's kind of the state of the all-star game, but I hate the fake, I hate the outrage because it's just it, like, it's not productive. It really doesn't. It does nothing because we were outraged about it every single year and every year it's exactly the same. There's always going to be good and bad all-star weekends. It's just how it's always been. The dunk contest is always going to be for the most part bad, uh, because especially now that we've seen everything, it's always going to be like that. Do you get rid of the dunk contest altogether? I don't know. What do you replace it with? But there's no question that the three-point contest has definitely become the marquee matchup, and it was really cool. Uh, the Sabrina and Curry stuff, I think that's a lot. There's a lot of positives uh, from this All-Star weekend in general. The the honoring of Indiana basketball and its history, I think that was really good as well. And the NBA did a great job of that, uh, honoring uh, the history of basketball in Indiana. Uh, and I think that's something very positive they did. They did. Uh, in terms of, you know, really utilizing and showcasing the host city for uh, this year's All-Star Weekend.
I'd like to thank you for tuning in for this week's episode of the True Shoots Podcast. If you haven't already, like and follow the show. You can also go to YouTube and check out other clips of the show. You can like and subscribe to the channel there as well. I'd really appreciate it. I'll see you guys next week for another episode of True Shoops.